This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Climate change is one of the hallmarks of the Anthropocene, and changing climate is affecting the distribution and prevalence of infectious diseases on a global scale. Um, so these effects are often nuanced, uh, varying from region to region. Uh, for example, here in the United States, Lyme disease, a tick-borne disease that affects nearly half a million people per year, has increased steadily in some regions of the country over the past two decades. And this change has been associated with warming temperatures. Um, future projections also suggest that warming will drive further regional increases in the, in the prevalence of this disease. So these types of effects are not isolated to human diseases. Uh, various pathogens that cause disease in wildlife, including bacteria, fungi, parasitic worms, um, and viruses, are also projected to increase in response to changes in climate. And this could result in potentially higher rates of infection at high latitudes and lower rates of infection at low uh, latitudes. So these are only two examples of uh, recent efforts to understand links between um, infectious diseases and climate. Um, however, while the effects of climate on disease are widely appreciated now, the inverse, how diseases might affect climate, has received less attention. But infectious diseases can indeed affect climate. Um, the current uh, COVID-19 pandemic um, provides a compelling example of this. In 2020, changes in human behavior um, and policies restricting travel and commerce uh, resulted in the largest annual global decline in carbon dioxide emissions since the 1900s. The largest drop prior to that had been caused uh, by World War II. Changes in global transportation accounted for the largest proportion of that COVID-19 associated drop. So while a global pandemic represents a potentially extreme example of the impacts infectious diseases can have on climate, uh, these types of effects are not uh, unique to the virus that causes COVID-19. Many other pathogens can also affect greenhouse gas emissions, although uh, the effects are often more subtle. So one potentially common pathway by which diseases may affect climate involves um, animal methane emissions. Uh, methane is a greenhouse gas with an effect on global warming 28 times more potent um, than carbon dioxide. And enteric fermentation which is simply the process by which uh, microbes digest carbohydrates in the stomachs of ruminant animals, like a cow, is the second most important living source of methane. So second only to wetlands, which also produce a lot of methane. So um, in the last decade, um, atmospheric methane levels have increased rapidly. And about half of the rise in, uh, in methane is attributed to um, emissions from livestock animals. 
So ultimately, this raises the question of whether diseases in livestock animals can actually mediate global methane emissions. Um, so evidence from the past tells us that this is in fact possible. In the, 18, uh, in the late 1800s, a measles-like virus called Rinderpest was introduced into Sub-Saharan Africa, uh, where it had devastating effects on livestock and wildlife populations, kill, killing millions of animals. Researchers estimate that, like, that this disease event caused a reduction in global methane emissions equivalent to about 4%. Um, and via the effects on it had the disease had on animal mortality. So clearly, uh, past events suggest that uh, infectious diseases can influence animals in ways that have repercussions for the global methane budget. So at present, fascinating experiments are showing new connections between diverse pathogens um, and methane. Um, so one example comes from parasitic worms in sheep. So a series of studies have shown compelling evidence that uh, these particular uh, parasites or worms can affect methane emissions in ways that cut across the entire animal production cycle. First, infected mothers produce less milk um, and their lambs therefore grow more, more slowly. And this results in higher methane emissions per weaned lamb. Second, when lambs are infected, they produce more methane per kilogram of food that they consume. Third, infected lambs gain weight more slowly. So ultimately, they reach their, the production target um, at a later time. And in total, these changes equate to a higher lifetime methane production when an infected animal moves through the production chain. And so it's important to note that parasitic worm infections are incredibly common. Um, in some regions of the world, infection rates can approach 100%, uh, particularly in small animals like sheep and goats. However, current methane emissions estimates from livestock don't account for the fact that, uh, or the possibility that some animals might actually be infected with a range of pathogens. Um, and so a simple exercise that accounts for the potential effects of worm infection on production delays as well as methane yield um, suggests that if the entire global livestock population were infected with worms, uh, this could increase methane emissions by up to 50%. So here you see methane emissions from enteric fermentation or from livestock and how this rate has increased over time from the 1960s to the 2010s. And so if we take that value in 2010 and account for potential production delays and changes in methane yield due to worm infection alone, we see that in a global livestock population where everyone is infected, there's a nearly half-fold increase um, in methane production. Of course, this is a very simple um, estimate that only serves to highlight the potential problem. Uh, the details will depend on the pathogens that are involved, uh, the production system in question, how common the pathogens are, 
which species of livestock we're talking about, um, and a number of other considerations. Nevertheless, rising livestock numbers across the world, uh, their major contribution to methane emissions, and the commonness of livestock diseases all suggest that the livestock disease methane link is an important and urgent one that requires consideration. Crucially, if climate change increases livestock diseases, as we've seen uh, from examples of both human and wildlife pathogens, and livestock diseases in turn exacerbate methane emissions, a vicious cycle could result. So these types of positive feedbacks may increasingly shape the abundance, distribution, and evolution of infectious diseases in the Anthropocene. So for example, warming temperatures have been linked to increases in drug resistance uh, for bacterial and worm um, parasites of livestock. Um, so these, the rising antimicrobial resistance is leading to less efficacious um, control of these parasites in livestock populations, which enhances the burden of infection, both the number of animals that are infected and the severity of those infections per animal. So this clearly has consequences then for the potential uh, increase in methane emissions. And so the cycle can essentially just continue. So how do we understand and break this cycle? To do this requires some information that we don't yet have. And to get that information uh, requires that we address some key questions. One of those questions is which livestock infectious diseases are actually most sensitive to climate? And importantly, where, are, where do those uh, sensitivities happen in terms of geography? Second, how do changes in livestock disease actually affect methane? Um, so from the examples I've talked about, we've seen that uh, diseases can affect methane both indirectly via their effects on the production chain, for instance, by slowing down the growth rates of animals or perhaps by leading to mortalities of animals that require animals to be replaced at a faster rate. But disease can also affect methane directly. And that means that hosts, the interactions between the host animal and the parasite are somehow changing the fermentation process in a way that's leading to higher methane yields. Um, so we need to understand the biological mechanisms that underlie those types of effects. Also, how do these processes operate across different ecosystems and different production systems? We know that these processes that link temperature to changes in host pathogen interactions to changes in methane are all depend on the environmental context. So exploring these links across diverse e ecosystems and production types um, is essential. Finally, to do this, um, collaboration across disciplines is going to be key. Linking disease effects to methane requires an understanding of the hosts that are involved. Um, so animal scientists 
an understanding of the pathogens that are involved, microbiologists, parasitologists, disease ecologists, understanding the environmental context in which these host pathogen interactions are occurring. That's gonna require ecologists. Um, and ultimately, we need to understand the economic context um, in which uh, production, animal production and supply chain uh, issues are involved. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.